Radio Sport Mornings with Jason Pine. The first tennis major of the year is officially underway today. All the qualifying's done. The first round proper starts today. Nick McCarville is a tennis reporter, writer, podcaster and commentator. He is a world feed commentator for the Australian Open and he joins us now. Thanks for your time on Radio Sport New Zealand. Nick, how you doing? Yeah, Yeah, good. I'm great, Jason. How are you? Very good, thanks, Nick. Thanks for joining us to break this all down. Uh, before the tournament even starts, obviously there's uh, there are issues around the the quality of the air, the smoke uh, in Melbourne. What's the latest you're hearing as far as how much of an issue that might be? Yeah, you know, it doesn't look like it's going to be an issue. Actually, it's cooler temperatures today, uh, and that's actually forecast for much of the week. I think low seventies, so high teens in uh, in Celsius measurement. Um, and you know, you look at the the smoke issue last week and uh, Tennis Australia put out a smoke advisory, an air quality advisory that really how they're dealing with things now. And I just don't really see it being a, a major issue for this first week of the Australian Open. That is good news. All right, let's look at the men's tournament first. The usual suspects obviously are being talked about in the men's draw. Defending champion, seven-time winner Novak Djokovic, top seed Rafa Nadal, uh, six-time winner Roger Federer, of course. Before we talk about those players, uh, who might be the players who challenge that trio? Who uh, who don't you mind from those bubbling under who might go deep into the tournament in the men's draw? Yeah, well, you call out the big three. And, I, you know, every time Novak Djokovic plays in Australia, he just feels like bar, by far the favourite. He does have Federer on his side of the draw. So if they get that far, those are your two semifinalists on the bottom half. On the top half of the draw is this guy, Daniil Medvedev. He's a Russian player. He plays kind of a quirky all-court game. Last year, I think some people might remember he made the U.S. Open final, took Rafa to five sets. He's in Rafa's half of the draw. So if Rafa and Medvedev get that far, then that could be a a really blockbuster semifinal. The other young player that we've really been excited about on the men's tour is Stefanos Tsitsipas, who just gets great Greek support in Melbourne. Last year, he had that huge win over Roger Federer. He made it all the way to the second week of the tournament. He has a pretty good path into the quarterfinals. He's seeded to play Novak Djokovic. But those are the two guys who have really sort of been able to at least knock on the door of the big three. Other guys like Sasha Zverev and Dominic Thiem, they've done pretty well to sort of hold their spot in the top eight teams. More of a clay quarter. He has won some big titles on hard courts. He's in the section that includes Rafa. And Zverev has really yet to prove himself at the majors. He hasn't had a major breakthrough at a Grand Slam. He's seated to play Medvedev in the quarterfinals. And then there's always Nick Kyrgios sort of lingering. He's in the section of the, in the section of the draw that includes Rafa and they would perhaps play in the fourth round. And there's, they're not necessarily friends, the two of them. So I think some people would like to see that happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Nothing like a bit of color. Uh, Rafa Nadal is top seed by virtue of his world ranking as world number one. He's only ever won the Australian Open once though, hasn't he Nick? Back in I think 2009. So it hasn't really been a happy hunting ground for him. Yeah, he's he's had a great run here many times, though. You know, last year to the final, many times to the semis, the quarters. Uh, It's interesting, that stat. Yeah, you're right. 2009, that was the final when Roger sort of broke down in tears, (laughs) so frustrated with how Rafa was really dominating their rivalry. And it's interesting because he just won at the U.S. Open. He's proven himself on hard courts. And Rafa's also one of the hardest working guys on tour. So I can't quite put together why he hasn't been able to be more successful at the Australian Open other than one man named Novak Djokovic, who's just come into this tournament every year as the favorite. He's played such strong tennis. He loves coming out of the gates and proving that 
he is one of the best. Um, you know, he's just someone that all the conditions, the way that these courts play, the physicality of the Australian Open when it gets hot, the long matches, those just all lend to the way that Djokovic plays. Um, and so that really is, to me, the one sort of piece of ingredient in that recipe as to why Rafa hasn't won more here. All right, so Djokovic is uh, is your favourite then? It, 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 I mean, it, it's not a bold call, I know, but he would be he would be the guy you'd expect to go to go uh, go very very deep and, in fact, perhaps um, win back to back Australian Open singles titles. Yeah, no, I, I mean he's certainly the favourite. I, I like to go out in left field often, and that may, that means usually I'm wrong, but I'm going to go. <laughs> Uh, I really like Cesar Pass and sort of what he was able to do, not only here at the Australian Open last year, but he won the ATP Finals in London. I covered that event in person, and he beat Federer. He played a great tournament. He beat Dominic Team in the final, and I think finally it's time for one of these younger guys to break through. So Cesar Pass is my tip for the title. Okay, that's good. Uh, good to have that written <laughs> down nice and early. I will write that down. Uh, yes. Now the <laughs> the women's side of the draw. Uh, can Serena Williams finally win that elusive twenty fourth Grand Slam? Yeah, it's just the question, Jason. That's been lingering over her really since she came back, and she's so close. I mean, four Grand Slam finals now in the last eighteen months since she's become a mom, and you know she doesn't want to set in any of those finals. And at the U.S. Open. It really felt like everything was clicking. She felt relaxed. It seemed like she was under the radar. She was playing great tennis. And then she gets to the final, and she just didn't bring her best tennis. When you look at the stats of the U.S. Open final, she was well below her tournament average. So I don't know if they tried to address that with Patrick Moritoglu and her team as to the mental approach to the finals. But um, Serena comes in, obviously, trying to tie the all-time record. Margaret Court holds that of 24 singles majors. And uh, uh, you guys talked about in the news bulletin, she comes off of Auckland with that title. And actually, that was her first singles title. I think maybe Kiwis would know this. This is the first singles title she's had whatsoever since becoming a mom, not just a major, uh, any sort of title. So that was big for her. I think it shows her that she can win at a, at a final she did so with the pressure in Auckland. She was by far the favorite against Jesse Pagula. Um, you know, she doesn't have an easy draw, but she certainly has, a, once again, a fighting chance to come in and, yeah, hoist that 24th trophy. All right. I saw your uh, your Twitter feed and your talk about <laughs> Ash Barty. You called her yeah. an outright megastar in Australia. She's she on is. every She's on every sports page you've found. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. I mean, yesterday, the Sunday papers... They were covered in ash, and it's it's incredible to watch, you know, because the men's tennis always just fifty one forty nine gets that coverage over the women. And Ash Barty is a bona fide world number one. Um, she wins the French Open, she wins the WTA Finals, last wins in Adelaide. She's the first um, Aussie female to win on home soil in nine years, um, a singles title, which is massive. And she's just coming into this tournament sort of the way that Barty always does. She's very understated. She's taking one thing at a time. But I love that, you know, Channel 9, Tennis Australia, the the tennis media, they're taking her seriously as a world number one. And, um, you know, that means there's a lot of pressure on Ash Barty's shoulders. She's not going to play uh, until tonight. So she's the evening session. And that's 7 p.m. under the lights, under the glare of the limelight. She plays Lesia Serenko, who's a tricky Ukrainian. She's been around for a while. So I think that she'll really look to get that first set, get settled, and then hopefully settle into an Australian Open where she's definitely, I mean, she's going to have the hope of a nation really on her shoulders.
Absolutely. All right. Well, if uh, if Sitsipas is your, uh, I guess, a little bit of an outsider in the men, who might uh, who might perhaps hold that mantle amongst the uh, the women? Well, I didn't go too left field on the women, but Naomi Osaka was champion here last year. She had a fantastic tournament. Really watched her mature on tour in 2019. Um, and so for me, I was in Brisbane with her. Uh, in the lead-up, she lost in the semifinal. She had a match point to get to the final against Karolina Pliskova, who won that tournament. The women's draw just has so many interesting storylines. Serena, Ash, obviously Caroline Wozniacki is retiring. We've got the young American Coco Goff that everyone's excited about. But I think if Osaka can get her teeth into this tournament, she is my pick for the women's title.